back to this It's time for the 5-Minute Major Podcast. What is the uh, significance of that name? Now here's your hosts, Matt Mastro-Giovanni and Dave Morris. That's what the people came to see. A 5-Minute Major Podcast. What took you so long to finally seal the deal, my man? Let's go. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to another new episode of Five Minute Major. Dave here, as always, with my broadcast partner in crime, Matt Master Giovanni. Matt, how's it going this evening? It's going well. I'm just doing a little, uh, trying to do a little digging here um, on Twitter to see if anything has been leaked for the Flyers and or Devils Stadium Series jerseys. I feel like there's a couple things, but I don't know. Nothing. Nothing credible. No. Which is um, a bit surprising. You think we would have, they would have been released by now, but the NHL is, is a weird entity. I would have thought, I mean, I was going to check. <clears throat> there we go. There's my voice. Um, I was going to check and see. Yeah, so this is the last time the Flyers play the Devils until that game mm-hmm. on February 17th. I thought tonight would have been, you know, perfect opportunity to unveil them. I don't know if they're going to possibly do them, you know, during the intermission. Maybe that'd be great timing for us because then we'd have a live jersey watch. But mm-hmm. also, again, I mean, like I said, what forty times already, where it's like the fact that the NHL doesn't have these jerseys out for, I mean, the Flyers and the Devils, but also the Islanders and the Rangers in time for Christmas being in under a week is criminal. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they don't like money, and that's the reason why the salary cap doesn't go up that well. <laughs> Maybe. So, you never know. But, you know, I'm just waiting to see what these jerseys look like so I can spend money on them. And, you know, <laughs> I got to do something here, but they're not giving us much to work with. I uh, see. I have some. I have mixed feelings already from what I have seen that could be hints at the jerseys. Um, And it's looking like it could be similar, which I'm kind of bummed out about, um, to the 2019 Flyers-Penguins Stadium Series jerseys with like just the two-tone jerseys. Mm, That would be very, very disappointing. Yeah. I, um, I I do enjoy that jersey now. It's grown on me. I have one. Actually, I have yeah. multiple. Um, but part of me is hoping that we get a black-based style of what they're wearing now. Yeah, I don't know. It's like... Stop with the whole, like, you know, overly simple designs. Like, you have... You know, obviously the Flyers have orange and black, and you can argue white is obviously. So you have three colors, arguably, to work with here. And, you know, to just do something as, like, you know, there's, you know, there's simple, there's clean cut, but it's, like, there's also, again, like, that borderline where it's, like, this just looks lazy. Like, hey, let's make an all-black jersey and then put, you know, orange accents on it and nothing else. And that, you know, that could very well be what these are because I've seen, again, 
don't know how credible these are, but I saw, I think there was a hat at the arena the other night where it was like an all black hat. And then it was an orange flyers logo, like just plain orange. And I was like, please don't be just like a, you know, a reverse of, you know, I mean, they did literally, they did the reverse retros and then they did the reverse reverse retros like the next year. Like, Jersey so I guess it. I wouldn't be surprised if they were just like, Hey, you know, why don't we just do this? And then we don't have to worry about it. Cause we're still going to make a, you know, a crap ton of money, but you know, it would be actually a cool idea. If they wanted to rehash a Jersey idea, go with an off white base of the 2012 winter classic Jersey. Like yeah. make the main color like an off white, like a like a tan. And then yeah, I mean, kind of similar to like what the like the Golden Knights have for the winter classic. Yeah, jerseys. with with orange and black. Yeah, on it. I like, think that would look pretty sick. I think that would look sweet too. You, I'm pretty I mean, sure. I'm pretty sure gotta, back in our days of playing NHL 12 together when we played online our teams. I think you made those. You created our own jerseys, and those are the jerseys we wore online. Yeah, I was a jersey aficionado when it came Where? to making sweaters for the uh the eashl squads but Those the um, days yeah i don't know again i know we're just starting here but it's just kind of a bummer that we haven't seen these yet because obviously you know hanukkah's past us christmas is in six days and i don't know when kwanzaa is but you know it people... starts the first day is actually the day after christmas on boxing day i believe gotcha well then you have boxing day too for canada I don't know how many of them up there are Flyers or Devils fans or but still. You know, I don't know. Like they made the the Vegas jerseys and the Seattle jerseys for the Winter Classic are both awesome. And it's like, how do you do that for the Winter Classic? And then it's like the stadium series is like the ugly step kid of the Winter <laughs> Classic, where it's like, Yeah, hey, we're gonna make these, you know, intricate jerseys for like quote unquote the main event, but even though it's another outdoor game that we want to market. Well, I guess you also did the Heritage Classic, and those jerseys were cool too for the Flames and the Oilers. Mm-hmm. Like, why, like, why make it so you know simple for these? But why you hiff? I'm overreacting before I even have anything to react to. But still, I just you know, just don't do like you know, don't do the reverse of what the Flyers wore in 2019. Yeah. Make it something more complex i don't know you know what yeah. i mean yeah so, i completely i completely get what you're saying but i digress for the time being um but dave we do have some positives to talk about here you mean um, we have we have to talk about the best philadelphia sports team right now yeah yep. because to quote one meek mill eagles is a disgrace right now <laughs> we, we're, we're not even gonna touch on that because the past three weeks they ain't gonna do jack squat come the playoffs. Hate to break it to everybody. Oh, dude, I dude. hope I hope I improved wrong and made it look like an idiot based off of my tweets, Matt, to to allude to last week's um podcast. You need, get, you need to get bodied again. This this just we're we're not gonna talk about the Eagles. The Flyers, the Philadelphia Flyers. I posted this last night after the Eagles <laughs> disappointing loss. The Flyers are the Philadelphia's best sports team, and it's yep. not even close. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yep. And as of as of December nineteenth, two thousand and twenty-three, at seven forty-seven p.m. as we record, that's an accurate an accurate statement I have spoken 
I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Eagles are fresh off another loss. Uh, the Flyers are currently currently losing. Yeah, not a good look as year. I say that, but yeah. Um, but hey, you know, they've had a better track record over the past couple of weeks than the Eagles have. So, um, you know, when we last left, um, this was right before the Flyers played the Nashville Predators in Nashville. The Flyers did lose that game in overtime, which was kind of a, a clunker. Yeah, but also like a, a shitty way to lose. Excuse my language. Like, my one friend made a good point where I think uh, I think Arison was in net for that game. He was. And the ref, like the ref along the goal line, should give the players on the ice some sort of like, like yell, like you know, hey, like loose, loose, something like that, because that puck was obviously just sitting. Sometimes they do when it's in a bigger scrum. Yeah, but but. I don't know, because it's like they just look like they stopped playing because obviously they thought the puck was going to get blown dead, and then Philippe Forsberg just goes in and finds it and puts it in the net, and it's like, oh, okay, it's over. Like Because Erickson, Erickson pooped the puck from his pads. A crappy way to lose. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but hey, they battled back, and they came back. You know? Yeah. Like they, I mean, they made the game interesting. Like I thought they were going to win based on yep. how they played, but they, they got goalied by UC Saros. Yeah, he was phenomenal. Yep. last Tuesday. But hey, yeah. they got a point. And yeah, they I mean, played well. I mean, as we've been saying, you know, they they've played well and they put up a fight. So losing in that type of fashion is never fun, regardless of your team. But you know, that is what it is. If you're going to give up a loser point, give it to a team not in your conference and especially not in your division. And I have no problem with the Flyers letting Nashville take the extra point. Yeah. That evening. Yep. Um, I'm trying to find their schedule. I have it up here as well. Um, Take it away. After the Nashville game. After the Nashville game, a game in which we had multiple pairs of boots on the ground as you and I were both present for the Flyers come from behind to shoot out victory over the Washington Capitals. Hell Four yeah. to three in the shootout, a uh, game in which Sam Harrison was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And the Flyers, not only besides scoring first, then trailed and trailed twice in the third period and battled back to tie the game up two different times. Um, Bobby Brink having a huge goal of regulation and then, of course, the shootout winner. Um, but all in all, a way for an impressive effort like this. This is an, yet again another example of a game that last year's team would have folded up and said, you know what? We tried our best. Another night, we're just going to try and end this game, and, and we're going to get out of here. Now, the Flyers battled back, and frankly, they were the better team for the mm-hmm. overall 60 minutes. The first period was kind of a, a snooze fest. Um, but they battled mm-hmm. back. They won. They beat a, a division rival, importantly, kept their point streak going. And besides TJ Yoshi. The, the Capitals didn't really have anyone else that threatening. And dare I say it, Alex Ovechkin looks kind of washed. He, When he was on the ice, I was not worried. He looked old. He was cherry-picking. He literally looked like he was playing like he was playing beer league, and he looked like he was playing beer league Thursday. He was not getting involved in the four-check, and he wasn't making big hits. He was cherry-picking. 
He was kind of waiting for the puck to come him to come to him. He wasn't going to go get it or anything. Like mm-hmm. I know he did have less ice time than he usually receives because the Flyers had a lot of power plays, mm-hmm. um, and he doesn't kill penalties, obviously. Um, but man, when he was out there, this is the first time in my entire life of watching the Flyers play Lebetchkin, and me going, "There's other people on the ice who are more dangerous than him for the opposition." Yeah, I mean, I think it was tough. I think again, you know, that's it. It is a shame to see. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. And I don't think he's necessarily, obviously, washed up. But it's just the best way to describe it. How he looked that present evening. Like, he yeah. does only have five goals this year, and for, yeah, we all I thought he was going to be chasing Gretzky's record down. And at the pace he's scoring, I don't think he's going to do it anymore. Yeah, excuse me. I think um, maybe, you know, the, the physicality of it all is caught up with him where his body is just obviously, you know, deteriorated over the years with the way that he's played. Obviously, he's said that the Russian machine never breaks, but, you know, the Russian machine can break down over time <laughs> um, or deteriorate, I guess, is a good word as well. But, yeah, I mean, you know, there were times where... Um, trying to think yeah i felt the same way i guess where he didn't feel like the most dangerous player on the ice for the caps oshi's shootout goal was sick by the way um and so was bobby brinks uh the goaltender for oh who was it it was charlie lindgren yeah um all the shootout goals were nasty coots's goal was great yeah well i mean lindgren went for the diving poke check twice in a row and got completely embarrassed in the second one by brink um, but no, I mean, I guess back to Ovechkin too. Yeah. He just doesn't feel, I mean, still on the power play, obviously he's got his office and that's his bread and butter, so to speak. It has been for years and seeing him, I was fortunate enough to have, uh, seat 16 off the ice, humble brag, but, um, uh, seeing him up close in that area, obviously was a treat and, you know, he didn't score luckily, but. Yeah, I mean, again, he just doesn't look to be the same Ovechkin of old, no pun intended. And again, you know, with only five goals, it's not looking good right now for him. And you don't know why, but it could just, again, he's getting older. It's a tough game. And, you know, maybe he just is losing it, so to speak. But who knows? Um I wanted to touch on, too, again, it was nice that we were both boots on the ground for the game. Uh, dare I say, and I think I've said this before, I'm not even going to dare say it. Flyers games are fun again. They are. They are fun again. Um, you know, the crowd was great. I literally, when Owen Tippett scored the goal in the third period, the turnaround jumper from just inside the blue line to tie it in the third to take it to OT, I leapt out of my seat mm-hmm. like it was a playoff game. I was hyped. The crowd was rocking. The barn was rocking. It was am- like amazing atmosphere. Seeing a shootout for the first time live in a long time that the Flyers win um, was also electric. So they haven't lost in a shootout this year. That's something's wrong. <laughs> I mean, that that is just like the Philadelphia Flyers yeah. are undefeated in a shootout. Really? Are you sure? And it's a factual statement. Uh, yeah, I guess the Eagles had to, you know, 
stumble so the Flyers could fly again. Who knows? I, but, it is what it is. And I said it on Twitter last night, um, I watched the Eagles win a Super Bowl. It's okay. It's the Flyers turn now to win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. But it's like, not to get too much into the Eagles here, obviously, but it's like the Eagles are supposed to be contenders. Yes. The, and the still, Flyers are I mean, not. Yeah, the Flyers are just like, wait. Like it's like that Paul Rudd clip from Hot Ones, where it's like, "Hey, look at us! Who would have thought? Not me!" Like that <laughs> clip. Um. So, but hell, I mean, I'm enjoying the hell. I'm enjoying. It's like, but wait, this... we're they're good. Like they're actually they're they're actually good. Yeah, yeah, they are um, legitimately good. <laughs> yep. But no, I mean that was a great game. Obviously, the Flyers with a gritty win in the shootout. No pun intended. And uh, great to be back in the barn. So, you know, we go from there and then had, the next had, game. I'll tell you what, it has me hyped to go to my next game. Yeah. Not sure when that's going to be. Probably in the, in the new year. But I am, I now want to make it a point to make sure that I go to multiple more games before this I season's think the, over. Uh, the first weekend of January, I believe it's the sixth, is the Ed Snyder Legacy game against the Flames. Mm. I think it's the it's, sixth. It's, a, it's one o'clock matinee. So that could that's definitely on my radar. Um, just to see this team, you know, f- finally properly honor their late great, you know, founder and owner for so many years, and they just kind of shit on them the past couple of years as well. Monday, January eighth, seven p.m. Eastern time against the Pittsburgh Penguins at home. There's another one. I think I found the next game I'm going to. <laughs> Sign me up for a ticket package. No, been there, done that. It's not worth it. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. I mean, if, if you have seen tickets and you can afford to spend a ridiculous amount of money on tickets, by all means, do that. I had some great experiences doing it, but I don't mind waiting to buy my ticket game day of and spend a total of 100 bucks on two tickets after fees. Yeah, yep. Much more affordable. They're not good enough where I would spend, obviously, you know, a couple hundred bucks on a ticket. Um, I mean, I spent, obviously, you know, a nice little chunk of change on the stadium series ticket, but that's a special event. So Yes, that's different. That That is different. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, there's definitely, like you said, there's definitely that energy that's back in the arena. Even Tortorella touched on it. Uh, you know, this is obviously a hot, like a big, a huge hockey town. I think that the NHL is a better league when the Flyers are good. Mm-hmm. I think any sports league is good, is a better league when the Philadelphia team is good. Um, yes. You know, because Philadelphia, although we're, we have the worst reputation as fans, the, the market that we have, you know, as a city, the, the way that we travel for our teams no matter where it's at. I mean, you saw, obviously, again, sore subject of the Eagles lost last night, but you saw that there was still a presence of Eagles fans in, uh, I think it was Lumen Field? Yeah, um, in Seattle. In Seattle. So, you know, Philadelphia is a hell of a sports market, a hell of a market for anything, really. And, you know, these leagues are better off when the Philadelphia teams are good. So, um, yep. but yeah. Great to be back in the barn. I'm excited for my next game as well. I'm sure we'll talk, Dave, um, you know, after the holiday here, once we're not so busy to see um, if we want to go to a game as a duo. And then, Perhaps get a little reunion of the old squad back together. It's going to be a bad day to be a Miller Lite in That's the parking lot. It's going to be a bad lot. day to be a beer for that game. 
Oh yeah. Um, responsibly, of course. But yeah, so it's fun. The Flyers are fun again, even if they are losing. You know, every so often they're not. You know, <laughs> I think they've had two five-game winning streaks already this year, and you know, the past two three years we've talked about multiple ten-game losing streaks. Mm-hmm. So something has definitely turned around, which is great. Well, I'll never. I, it's kind of one of the wonkier years. But I think the two thousand seven two thousand and eight season, the first year we had Breer on the team, the Flyers that year had two each 10-game winning streaks and 10-game losing streaks in the same season. Jeez. And that's that's pretty – that's insane because that's a total that's half of – your season right that's there. That's 40 games. Yeah. So. That's half your season just about. Um, but, no, I mean, it's nice that we have – there's a lot more positive to talk about now than there was, you know, since I can't even remember. I guess right yeah. before COVID. I mean, to uh, follow that up, too, Matt, real quick before we can get into that type of talk. Of course, the Flyers continue their winning streak. Again, Sam Harrison and Nett, a one nothing, sh- one nothing shutout victory over the over the, the Detroit Red Wings yep. Saturday evening, a game in which I sadly did not get to watch because I was at a holiday party consuming multiple beverages. <laughs> not exactly... Safely, because I was not driving. That's all um, right. Hey, as long as you're not getting behind the wheel, no, no, you can you can enjoy. Great times were had by all. Yeah. Um, we the that that household that that we were at was very much a football household, so all the NFL games were on. Okay. Uh, but I was enjoying some beverages and some really nice scotch that was from poured in 1990, bottled in 1998. Oh, for my fellow whiskey drinkers out there, it was. Phenomenal. Um, no, Cam, Cam, Cameron York getting the one goal. Sam Harrison in the defense shutting the ship down. And a 1-0 victory over Patrick, the newly minted Patrick Kane and, and the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, um, I did get to watch most of that game. Um, York's goal was like a very puck luck type of goal. Um, I, I did see the replay, so yeah. It, went, it looked like it went off Couturier into the net, but it went off the Red Wings defenseman. Um, so it was obviously credited to York, which was good. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the Flyers hold their own for the rest of the game. The Red Wings had that last second or, I guess, last-minute push, obviously, as it got closer to the final buzzer. But, again, the Flyers stood their ground. They did what they needed to do, and Sam Harrison got a shutout. Um, and... It's great that we've had, you know, obviously, ew, sorry. (laughs) The Flyers just scored an unreal goal. Ew. Um, Ryan Paling, knee drop snipe. The Mike Camilleri special, knee drop snipe. Yeah, that was disgusting. I can't wait to watch the replay of it. I need to figure out a way to do the podcast, man, because, like, you clearly have it on TV in front of you and mute while we record, when we record during games. Where I have my laptop and my podcast station set up, it's where I work from normally. So, like, I have a T. I'm in the same room as a TV, but I'm yeah. facing the wall, facing my kitchen. So I can't even I can't see. I got. So, I'll give a little behind the scenes of my setup. I got the triple screen going right now. Oh, Obviously, I have my laptop when we're recording on. I have my iPad in which I, you know, use the crappy NHL app. And then I have my TV as well. So I got my little command center going. We, we call that but, multitasking. Exactly. So, um, but 
Yeah, so the Flyers and Devils are tied right now, which is great. It's about two minutes into the second period. Phenomenal. Um, so we, have, we have live scoring updates. So I was, if if they happen, obviously. Um, but where were we before I reacted to that goal? No, we were oh, just Sam talking Harrison. about the end of the the one. Yeah, the Sam Harrison and, and yeah. the shutout victory over the Red Wings. So what I was going to say too is I think that you know it's obviously a breath of fresh air. The Flyers have such a reliable one B goalie. I wouldn't even call Harrison a backup at this point. He's more than proved himself worthy of being an NHL goalie, in my opinion. Um, and I know, Dave, you wanted to get into this, too, and we can get into that now, kind of segue into it. But Carter Hart obviously has been ill over the past, I guess, what, handful of games now um, and hasn't been you know, available to play. Yeah, it's it's kind of he released an article through Jordan Hall and NBC Sports Philadelphia Last few grades have been saying he's been dealing with an on-again, off-again illness. They're being very vague and not being clear as to what it is. It does. It definitely doesn't seem like it's concussion or head-related. It sounds like it's like a, an illness, like a, a bodily fluid type of issue. Sounds like to me, you know, people are guesstimating on the lovely Twitter app that, 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 that he's got the poops, <laughs> um, which is never fun to deal with. I can speak from personal experience. Um, and we don't want to laugh about it and make light of it, but like, you know, he was slated to start again tonight and he was supposed to start this game because he'd been practicing. And then I get home from work. I check Kai up on Twitter and there it is. Sam Harrison getting the naughty and the Flyers did call up Cal Peterson as well. Um, so the Flyers are currently carrying on their roster. If you include Carter Hart, they've got four goalies on the roster right now in Hart, Harrison, Peterson and Sandstrom. And um, so that, that is interesting. Um, I'm not sure if we're ever going to figure out what's going on with Hart. Obviously, you hope he's okay from a human being standpoint, but from a standpoint of being a fan and a podcaster of the Philadelphia Flyers, we need him back ASAP because I don't want Airson. Like, I'm not, I, I'm sold on Airson and being a 1B. Yeah. To me, I'm not sold on him being a 1A right now. And I really, really, really don't want to get into a situation where we're having Cal Pearson or Sandstrom start games because mm-hmm. neither of them were have really been neither of them were good in the preseason. Sandstrom hasn't been good in a couple of years. Yeah. Same with Peterson. And they both of them have struggled in the American Hockey League with the Phantoms this year. So I really don't want to see either of them get into a game with the Flyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I guess only time will tell. We hope, I hope, we and I hope Carter is okay. Yeah. Um, but for now, you know, if Sandstrom can carry the torch until he's back, great. But if it, this is something long term, um, if I'm the Flyers, I maybe try and make a move for a different goalie because I'm not hard. really in. It, if it's going to be a long-term thing, you throw Hart maybe on LTIR until he gets it figured out, and then you wave one of Sandstrom and Peterson, and you try and make a move for a different goalie who you're confident in to put in NHL games. Because literally, like, the Flyers do not... They they seem even less confident in Peterson and Sandstrom than than I, than I do. Yeah. So that that, that is concerning. The Devils just scored. It's two to one. Two. Yeah. Scott Lawton took a stupid penalty. Sorry, Hoagie. Um, but they scored in the power play. Womp, womp, so. womp. 
But I mean, to, but, to touch on Sam Harrison though, real quick, I mean, he's his save percentage is taking a, a bit of a dip because he did play in some clunker games last year. Yeah. Um, but I mean, currently to start off his career in uh, 21 game, he has 24 games played, 21 of them he started. He's 13, 6, and 2 with a 280 goals against an 898 save percentage. And he already has three shutouts. So three of his 13 wins are shutouts. Yeah. That's not too shabby. And, and this year, I mean, in his last couple of games, I mean, shutout November 25th, um, a 906 save percentage on December 2nd versus Pittsburgh, but a win. He gets an 864 save percentage in that OT loss in Nashville. A 900 save percentage against Washington, and then of course a shutout again versus Detroit on 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 Saturday. So, you know, it, it sinks that he has a couple clunkers hurting his numbers. But if he keeps on playing at the level he's been playing, those numbers are go- going to improve. And as Mikey D from the Orange and Black Pack says on Twitter, good friend of the podcast, he has the meme always be drafting goalies and yeah. the Flyers. It's funny, for years, the Flyers seemed they could never find good goalies. Yep. And now it seems like that's, like, the one position they draft and develop surprisingly well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not complaining about that. No. Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously prospects aside, I think the immediate, I don't even know if I want to call it an issue, the immediate, I guess, topic of discussion is the fact that whatever Hart's dealing with, again, like you said, Dave, you want him to be better first off as a human being, but also for the fact that he can, you know, play. So, but, um, I mean, again, Harrison has more than held his own. I think the Flyers have, what's their next game? It's not, today's what, Tuesday? It's Thursday, yeah. Because it's Thursday against the uh, Predators at home because it's a holiday. And then they they play it back-to-back. So they have Thursday home against the Predators, and they play in Detroit on Friday night. Gotcha. Um, but, I mean, you know, having two good goalies isn't a bad thing. But, obviously, you know, right now they have one, so to speak, with Hart being out. And you have Peterson, who isn't as good as Hart, to put it lightly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Very much you know. is the worst goaltender. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's going to be tough. Hopefully, you know, we'll see what happens with Hart by Thursday. But depending on what happens with Arison, I mean, he started the last three games for us, right? Three or four? He started, actually, this tonight. If you include tonight's game, it's his fourth start in a row. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Again, you know, if he gets the win tonight. Do you start him again Thursday? Yeah. Or if Hart, pretty- I, think, I think either way, obviously, if Hart's healthy, they're going to start him on uh Thursday against Nashville. Maybe probably but, Friday, I would assume, give him a little bit more time. But Hart's last game was Saturday the 9th against Nashville. Or excuse me, Colorado. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, I think, you know, the, the whole idea is you want Hart back so that you can have that 1A, 1B. Tandem, because yeah. I would hate for him to have, you know, we've already seen – the long-term, you know, we Ryan Ellis is out there with Bigfoot again. Um, I don't want Carter Hart going on LTIR because he's got, you know, this some crazy 
unknown stomach bug that's going to keep him from playing hockey ever again. Like, that would just be horrible because, yeah. you know, he's the first shot we have at a franchise goalie since Ron Hextall. And he, you know, you don't want to see this happen to a kid like him, regardless of if he's a Flyers goalie or not. Um, yeah. But, you know, the, the immediate topic again is Airson is doing his job, so to speak, which is great. And if anything, you know, if they don't have the most skilled goalie in their in their net, the Flyers just have to play better in front of them. Um, so I think, you know, with Hart being out for this game and possibly even the next one or two, it's kind of, hey, let's play for him, so to speak, play for each other and step our game up so that, you know, a guy who doesn't have as much NHL experience, well, I guess Cal Peterson played for L.A., right? Yeah, And for a while, uh, he was really good, too. Yeah, like Cal Peterson. Cal Peterson has only been bad this year and you know, last year. For some for some reason, for goalies, every time I hear the name Cal, I always automatically go to Cal Heater. Cal Heater. Well, there's a name from the, former Phantom Great. <laughs> yeah, there's a name from the haystack for you. Oh yeah. Um, but no, I mean, we'll see. I think again, hopefully, Hart's good to go for Thursday or or Friday, but. It's, you know, the longer he's out, the more worried you're going to get, obviously. Um, But, you know, you just hope he's healthy and back with the team as soon as possible. Yeah. And with that, we can switch kind of our lone topic for around the league this evening, Matt. A very quick and brief topic. We're just going to go. We're going to go through the standings, let everyone know how things shape up. And since, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we kind of are approaching Almost, you know, most teams have played more than a quarter of their games and they're approaching the halfway point of the year. The Flyers, I believe, last time I saw, they have above a 60 percent chance of making the playoffs. So usually most teams where they are now, they stay similar spots in the standings. So I'm just going to kind of go through the standings here and the playoff picture and the wild card seeds. And, you know, we'll go through Matt, Eastern Conference and Western Conference. And then we'll each kind of say our surprises, both good or bad. And then uh, after that, we'll we'll wrap things up here. Um, but of course, cool. around the Eastern Conference, Matt, in the Metropolitan Division, you have in first place the New York Rangers. Ooh. In second place, your Philadelphia Flyers. Yay. In third place, the New York Islanders. Hot seat, or not hot seat, hot take, Ryan Paling, GOAT. He just second, score goal, again. second goal of the night, we have a 2-2 game. There you go. Ryan Paling did score four goals in his NHL debut for Montreal years ago. So there's some talent there. Um, like I mentioned before, Ryan Paling scored again and in, in, in rudely interrupted the podcast. Uh, in third place, you have the New York Islanders in the Metropolitan Division. Then in the Atlantic Division, in first place, you have the Boston Bruins. In second place, the Toronto Maple Leafs. In third place, the Florida Panthers. Your two wildcard teams as of right now in the Eastern Conference are the Carolina Hurricanes and Washington Capitals. Right outside where things kind of land up, you have the Detroit Red Wings, New Jersey Devils, Tampa Bay Lightning, Montreal Canadiens, and Pittsburgh Penguins, all within three points of that final second wildcard seed. The teams that are, I would say, really are only out of it right now in the Eastern Conference would be the Buffalo Sabres, the Columbus Blue Jackets, and Ottawa Senators. 
Mastro, for the Eastern Conference, who are your surprises, both good and or bad? Uh, well, I think the Flyers are one good surprise, obviously. Um, the Rangers, I can see, obviously, you know, being at or near the top of the division. It's tough to see the Carolina Hurricanes in a wild card spot right now. Um, they're they're, at they're the, not doing. They just waved anti Ranta. They're not doing so hot. Yeah. Um, Columbus is a dumpster fire. Um, Pittsburgh obviously is not. You know, they've had a really rough stretch as of late. They're not the same team they were. And they got routed know. seven nothing Saturday in Toronto. Yeah, and that um, was chef's kiss. I yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's weird. Like, I think the not to be biased here, but I think the Flyers are the biggest surprise in the division. Um, I mean, that's really all I have to say. I mean, you know, Washington and Pittsburgh have been the two teams that have kind of been on the downtrend mm-hmm. since they had obviously the like you know the late two thousands, the twenty tens um, of their kind of like powerhouse days, so to speak. Um, Crosby and Ovechkin are both getting older. Not doing. I mean, Crosby's got 17 goals this year. Yeah, he, he's but... he's very much in the mix for league lead and goals scored, but he's they've got no one around him right now. Yeah. Um. Carolina. I mean, again, the fact that they've been struggling is surprising. Um. I don't know the Islanders. Who cares? <laughs> that's Boring my, hockey. Yeah, that's my opinion of the the Islanders. I don't care. They can, you know. Congrats on being third place. You can go suck an egg. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I hope you all get coal in your stockings. But um, I think, again, I know I'm probably biased saying this, but it's even, even you know, ask a dude, well, maybe don't ask a guy on the street because they don't know hockey as well as we do. But, you know, there's, like you've said before, Dave, there's analysts around, you know, Sportsnet, all the different outlets where, like, we didn't see this happening for the Flyers. Like, so um, everyone thought that they were going to be with Ottawa and no, actually not Ottawa. They thought they were going to be with, you know, Columbus and, you know, Detroit yeah. you know, being not a good hockey team. But here they I'm are. I'm disappointed. I know I had, I know. Are we going division by division? I was just doing conference by conference. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think disappointing wise for me, I definitely think is, um, Ottawa and Buffalo. I think I picked Ottawa as a wild card in our preseason picks. Um, so I'm kind of bummed about that. Yeah. You know, I think they have a good team, but they also just didn't they just fire their head coach? Yeah. And they, uh, they promoted Jacques, Daniel Alfredson. Yeah. He's assist inter, he's an assistant coach now. And then uh, I think Jacques Martin has been named their interim head coach. Um, I mean, they're my biggest, out of my biggest duds, surprising, is I thought it's Buffalo and Ottawa. I both had them taking steps this year. I didn't think I had yeah. Buffalo making the playoffs. They're not doing so hot. The Tampa Bay Lightning, surprisingly, you know, 14, 13, and 5. I think Father I, Time's catching up to the Lightning. But at the I end of the day, like the Montreal biggest surprise has just become kind of irrelevant. They're 14, 13, and 4. They're only two points out of a playoff spot. But, like, I haven't heard, you know, I've been paying pretty close attention to things this season, and I don't really hear them, you know, 
I don't know. Maybe they haven't been good, but they haven't been bad. Cole Caulfield's definitely having a slower year. Um, but I mean, they're getting okay. They're getting okay. They're 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 just okay right now. They don't really yeah. have any elite superstars talent currently that's flourishing yet. Um, but I yeah, hate biggest, that. I it's not. I don't even know if it's a surprise, but I just hate the fact that the Bruins are still good. I mean, I'm not surprised at all by that. They're just they have they re- they have a really good defense and some of the best goaltending in the entire National Hockey League. Yeah. And they've got a decent offense. I'm not surprised at all. I I don't like it either, but it it's Boston. Yeah. They're going to find a way to always be good. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the top 3 in the Atlantic aren't really too surprising for me. Obviously, Florida made it all the way to the Cup final last year. So they kind of have a little bit of something Ooh. to prove. I'm just saying. I know. I just hate the Panthers. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's surprising to see Tampa, you know, down in the bottom, bottom four of the of the Atlantic. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think again, you know, I'm disappointed in Ottawa and Buffalo. I think they're definitely, you know, like you said too, Dave. They were two teams that I thought would take steps forward this year. Ottawa barely missed out in the playoffs last season. Um, mm-hmm. So. You know, hopefully they obviously can turn it around here. Um, Pittsburgh, obviously, again, has been disappointing, which is okay with me as a fan. Um, <laughs> you know, but um, Columbus. Until the league starts gifting them high-end draft picks with the league-level franchise prospects again. Yeah, Columbus has just been doomed ever since they tried to hire. Well, they did hire, and then it went south. Babcock, um, do we have to bleep his name out? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think again in the Metro division, the Flyers are definitely my biggest surprise. I wasn't expecting them to be in second place at this point, um, which is great, you know. So, a, what is it? A surprise, nonetheless, but a welcome one. Is that yes. Palpatine quote um, from Phantom Menace? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a surprise a for goodie. sure, but a welcome one, something like that. Yeah. Um, so shout out Star Wars. But yeah, I mean, I think the Rangers should just definitely get docked points in the standings just because of how bad their New Jerseys are. Um oh, they're, they're not good. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I think again, um it's so weird just seeing like teams where they shouldn't be, so to speak. Yeah, over these past couple of years. It's it's yep. it's interesting, but it's it's well, like a new guard taking the past over. Last couple of years, I'm just saying, like this season so far, because again, you know, we're almost already, we're getting towards the halfway point of the season. Obviously, the Flyers already have 30. I think this is their 31st game that they're playing right now. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, that 40, 41 game uh, mark is obviously the halfway point of the season, and but. You know, this is obviously a great benchmark, too, where you see, again, like we said, where teams are around Thanksgiving or around Christmas and New Year's, and the Flyers are in the mix, which is pretty awesome. Um, No complaints. But no, I mean, again, it's just interesting to see the difference of, like, you know, uh, obviously the Devils were pretty pretty good last season. The, The Flyers' power play is not a pleasant surprise. They just flash the stats on the game and the the Flyers power play is it sucks. firing <laughs> firing at 10.5%, which is 30th in the league. Um so they're not yeah, the worst. To, yep. So got to work on that. Um yeah. but 
as far as other things are concerned, you know, they're doing they're doing most mostly everything correctly, which is great. Yes. But yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of all I got for the the Eastern Conference here. For the Western Conference, and we'll kind of get through this pretty quickly because we're approaching for the 45-minute mark for our listeners. We're not trying to talk all your ears off here. Um, they can listen. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, they they all won't right. hear us until next year. Uh-huh. Um, starting out in the Pacific Division in the Western Conference in first place overall, defending Stanley Cup champions, Vegas Golden Knights. Second overall in my positive surprise, the Vancouver Canucks. In third place, the L.A. Kings. The Central Division, you have the Dallas Stars in first, Colorado Avalanche in second, the Winnipeg Jets in third. Then your two wildcard teams are the Nashville Predators and the Arizona Coyotes. Um, St. Louis and Calgary, both on the heels of Arizona. And the Wild and Oilers, ever since getting rid of, of their coaches are turning their seasons around. They're still out of the mix, but I think they will definitely make their climb up the standings. But real quick, Matt, before I give you the mic here for your surprises, um, positive surprise is Vancouver. I did. I had them making the playoffs, I believe, as a wildcard team. I did not see them holding a spot in their division, um, but they are very much doing that and doing that very well. Um Kind of a negative surprise for me too is the Avalanche. I expected them to be better. They've been they're tied for first in the Central, um, but their goaltending has been kind of been disappointing this year. Um, they've had a lot of injuries too, which is which is you know holding them back. But mm-hmm. uh, Gorgiev and Protest uh, Provestov, I think is how you say his name, haven't really been that good in net for the Avs. Um, so that's disappointing. Um, but another surprising thing is the Arizona Coyotes. You know, even though they have a terrible away record, they are killing it at home in Mullet mm. Arena at ASU. Um, but they're in a playoff spot, and you know they're humming along. I did not see that happening. I expected Arizona to be down with Chicago and San Jose as yeah. the worst teams in the Western Conference in the league. But there they are, humming along. Yeah, I mean, I think again, you know. Arizona is a, definitely a surprise. Um, Vancouver is a positive one as well. Um, not surprising, I think it's the the Anaheim Ducks and the San Jose Sharks, um, or the Blackhawks, or the Blackhawks. Yeah, um, the Flyers lost to two of those three teams, which is great. Um, so you know, a win there for both those teams. Um, Edmonton, I think you know, hopefully is on the up and up after the coaching change. The beginning of their season season was absolutely abysmal. Um, yeah, Edmonton's eight and two in their last ten games. Not bad, not bad. But hey, and McDavid, they, McDavid's like in the top ten in scoring again. Yeah, as they say though, it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. So it's very true. Um, you know, and again, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. I know it's cliched, but teams can have these you know bad starts in the beginning of the year, make some changes, and come back like wildfire. So um, we'll see what happens there. Um, I'm trying to think. Minnesota, I feel like is not, I don't know. The top of the central isn't too surprising for me. Um, Obviously, you know, Dallas and Colorado. Winnipeg is a little bit of a surprise, I think. But 
Um, I like the fact that Nashville and Arizona are the two wild cards. I think I picked Nashville to be a wild card. I'm not sure. I think you definitely did. Go back to those receipts. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for the most part, again, I think the the Western Conference is a little bit more pro quo. Um, Calgary's quo. a little bit. Calgary's a little bit out of place for me. I thought they'd be much better, and I think they're a team that I think will be sell, 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 selling. At, well, they're only the Calgary's technically only one point behind Arizona for a yeah, while. Yeah, but the, they're older. They don't have a lot of good high end elite level prospects. They do it's, have Tate McRae as a fan. They do. So. Suddenly, I'm a Calgary fan. Who is that? You don't know Tate McRae? No, that's why right, I'm I gotta, I gotta give you a little pop culture lesson here, Dave, because I know Tate McRae is definitely not on your Apple Music or Spotify playlist. <laughs> um, she's a she's a new age pop star. Um, similar no, that, to like that's a, why I haven't listened to her yet. <laughs> similar to like a, I would say like a Britney Spears, I guess would be like mm. someone that you're familiar with. Um, very like you know. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. I think, I guess, well, obviously feminine, but she's got bangers. I'll tell you that. Um, All right. If she's got she's bangers, also, I'll be willing to give him a chance. She's also very attractive, um, but she has good music. So I don't like her music just because she's attractive, but it does play into that for me. Sorry. Mm. I'm only a man. Um, but she also, I believe, dated uh, Cole Sillinger from the Blue Jackets. Um, oh, so he is her ex-boyfriend. Um, All I right. Think one of her songs on her latest album is about him. Oh, is she the one who released like the diss track? Yeah, I guess I you think could call I heard that. something about this online. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. We can't, we can't play it, and I'm not gonna try to sing it, but it's called X's. Um, mm. But it is cool because like she, I think her brother is in. I think he's. Uh, in one of the junior leagues, I want to say. Um, I forget his first name. But um, she's a big, I mean, she's a big hockey fan. She was at the Flames game over the weekend. They so she's Canadian. On, yeah. Um, they showed her on the Jumbotron. Um, so she's She was wearing a jersey. And then she's wearing hockey pads on her album cover, too, like leg pads. Oh, I know um, who you're talking about now. I've seen this album cover online. Yeah. Yes. One of her songs on her album is called, it's titled Messier. But when I saw it, knowing her hockey background, I thought it was Messier, like Mark mm. Messier. So you could, you know, put two and two together. I'm sure she did that on purpose so people would also make that connection. Um, but she's the latest sensation sweeping the nation. Um, mm. And that was, you know, your pop culture lesson, Dave, for Tate McRae. I'm, I am enlightened. So <laughs> <laughs> you got to go go listen to the album. No free ads, but, you know, it's a good album. I've listened to it. Um and it's got some, you know, guilty pleasure bangers on there, I will say. Um, but, yeah, she was at the Flames game on the Saturday. I feel like I'm, like, TMZ for hockey now. Like, <laughs> guess what celebrity was at the game? Um, yeah. No, I mean, I think, you know, Calgary, for some reason, Calgary has always been a team ever since they went back to their, um, like, the OG. Their like, retro Calgary colors. Yeah, I've all, I've liked them a lot. Um, and they're like their jerseys with Blasty, the horse head on them are sick too. So I don't know. And I also like the fact that 
um, it had Andrew Mangiapani on their team because his last name sounds similar to mine. Um, and it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's all about the Gabagool. Yeah, Andy Cutlets. They should have called him like for uh, Tommy Cutlets for the Giants. Italian he's a, he's a hell of a hockey player, too. I'd take Mangiapani on the Flyers. Mangiapani. Yeah, I would love if he was on the Flyers, I probably would at least get a like a jersey shirt of him. I don't know if I'd spend $270 on a jersey, but um yeah, I don't know. And he was I he was on my fantasy team at one point when he was on the Flames and he was getting me mad points. So, he's 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 good. He's good. Shout out to Andrew Mangiapani if you, there you even, go. if you listen to this podcast somehow. Um but no. I think again, I've kind of. I think. Oh, actually, LA's. Yeah, the Kings are doing well. So that's all I've got. I guess I got off on a tangent there talking about Tate McRae. No, you're all good. We 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 have to have at least one random tangent on every podcast, and I feel like we always end up we hold that quota very well. So I was gonna I was gonna do one more thing. It's not around the league, but it's just a fun thing to end our year or a calendar year. Um, we've done this before. We can kind of keep the tradition alive, but. Just going over, you know, some of the cool hockey-related gifts that we've gotten for our holidays over the years. Mm. Um, this may be a repeat, but you know, you don't f with tradition, as they say in Letterkenny. So this is true. Um, you know, Dave, I don't know if you have anything off the top of your head that you can think of that's been, um, you know, a memorable or a favorite gift that you've get been maybe. Given or received that's been hockey-wise, like, you know, if you've given your wife something or a friend or a relative, anything like that, mm. giving the gift of hockey or receiving the gift of hockey? Um, well, last year, my, my lovely mother and father-in-law did get me a gift card to Pure Hockey, which I used to buy new elbow pads. I know that's riveting stuff there. So that was always appreciated because I do <laughs> elbow need elbow pads. Now, and and well now I need new shoulder pads so there you go. it's next on the list. Um, but maybe I did say this last year, but a, a very memorable um, time was, of course, it was during the 07, 08 season, really back when I rediscovered the Flyers. Mm-hmm. Um, my shout out to to my good old uncle Uncle Dave, he got me a good old Flyer Santa sack, nice. um, and came. Came with a Lucas Biza signed puck. Wow. And he got us tickets to a Flyers Islanders game. Okay. This is back when the Islanders were absolute horseshit. The Flyers pumped the Islanders. Danny Breer, I think, had a hat trick in the game that we went to. Um, and afterwards, we went and we got cheesesteaks at Chubby's because Delisandro's was closed. Okay. And then a week later, that's back when Senesex came with Phantoms, voucher for Phantoms tickets at the Spectrum. Mm-hmm. So you could just walk up and present your voucher, and you got two seats like right on the glass for a Phantoms game. Nice. And that was back when I was a wee lad of, I think I was like 16 or 15 years old. So it was kind of a really cool experience, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've gotten, I mean, Recently, you know, I've gotten some jerseys over the holidays. Like a couple years ago, my grandparents got me the Giroux reverse sweater, reverse retro sweater back in the 2020 
2021 season. Okay. That was always nice. It's one of my favorite jerseys to have in, yeah. in, in the closet. So, no, a couple of things. Those are the most recent ones. But definitely uh, one of the more fonder memories is is going to that game with uh, my uncle and that Santa sack. Nice. Yeah, I think um, for me, just off the top of my head, I know non-Flyers related, just hockey related in general, um, it was twenty Christmas 2019, um, obviously before covid uh, my dad got me tickets to the Bruins and the Predators in Nashville. Um, that was my first Flyers game that I'd seen not in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, not for, well, first hockey game. Sorry. Like, wait. Um, but that was cool. Obviously, you know, that was my first time in the city of Nashville as well. Um, but to see, you know, to cross an arena off the list um, for my, Hopefully, in my lifetime, get to see all 32 arenas. Um, that was a good, you know, starting point, so to speak. Um, and then I know back in 2012, I got for Christmas, um, I got the 2012 Winter Classic jersey for the Flyers and the Rangers at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, I got a Giroux jersey, which is definitely an all-time GOAT jersey for the Flyers. Hopefully, they, you know, like you said, can do something similar to that with an off white to the uh, for the stadium series. God, if you're uh, if you're out there, please make this happen. <laughs> um, but Paging. please don't give us a black jersey with just orange on it because that would just be a bummer. But um, yeah, I mean that's obviously you know a good one that I was lucky enough to get. Um, I don't know if I guess it's a gift, but that same year my mom got selected for the ticket lottery for that game. So I was obviously lucky enough to go to the Winter Classic with my brother at the Citizens Bank Park, which was amazing. Um, and then I'm trying to think, kind of piggybacking too off of the Spectrum since you mentioned it. I remember the Flyers, before they knocked down the Spectrum, the Flyers were running the ticket package where it was two lower level seats to a Flyers game on top of a pair of Spectrum Stadium seats for like a hundred ten dollars like this is you know obviously before inflation before the flyers mm-hmm. like sold out so to speak to the man um but i just remember going down i got that package for christmas and hanukkah because it was like a joint gift for my parents um going down to the arena to get the spectrum seats which i have actually right next to me in my apartment shout out the spectrum rip um but it was cool too because that was in 2010 and i remember while i was down there getting my seats the ice truck for the winter classic was at the wells fargo center and the spectrum so i got pictures of that and pictures in front of that um while i was getting my seats for that game as well so that was pretty cool that's that that's a solid memory and a solid yeah memory. so but i mean again we've both been fortunate enough to our our friends and family have been gracious enough to grace us with these amazing gifts which also you know are memories for us both um throughout the holidays so um here's to many more to come for both of us um i'm trying to think of stuff that i've given to people maybe i'm just a terrible person and i can't think of any I did gift my wife at the time when she was my girlfriend. I did gift her her first two Flyers jerseys ever. Nice. 
for first one was a ghost jersey, and then I got her a Drew jersey. I think one was for. I think they might have been both for Christmas in back to back years. <laughs> Damn, big spender getting two jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> the things you do for love. Hey, more power to you. Um, well, no, I mean, I just thought that was a fun thing to do. Um, yeah. You know, just to wrap up. And you don't F with tradition, as you I say, um, as they say in Letterkenny. Final season coming out on the 26th. Yes, I'm I'm not mentally ready for it. And the end of an era. Um, I know. I forgot to mention this, unless I did already, but I'm going to mention it again because I watched it again. But season two of Shorzy is some of the best television I've ever watched. I haven't watched it yet. Dude. Brenna, Brenna and I are going to... We plan on, since we both have off for a staycation over the holidays, we're going to binge through Letterkenny before watching the final season. Okay. And then we're going to rewatch season one of Shorzy before we go into season two. So it's on our list of things we'll be doing over the holidays. And of course, you could probably binge through all the seasons of Letterkenny. If you, if you have the non-ad, if you have the no-ad package on Hulu, you can probably get through all the seasons in a day with how short yeah. the episodes are. Yeah, so but it's it's gonna be done. You first of all give your balls a tug. Second of all, you definitely have to let me know when you watch that because I have never been. I don't know. It just gave me like that. Like wow, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was all. It's I'm on my second or th- I think even third time watching through it. It's only six episodes, and they're obviously, you know, like 20, 25 minutes, but, dude, it's awesome. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait. I might. I hope there's – I think they'll definitely – I'm hoping there's a season three because they definitely set it up for one. Um, yeah, they've, but, they've already talked about it on Chicklets. Already oh, really? confirmed it. Okay. So that's cool. But, dude, you're – it's – Yeah. Hype. Is it is it a hot take if Shorzy is better than Letterkenny? No, because I think I'm there with you. And it's not saying that Letterkenny is bad. Letterkenny is one of my favorite shows. The later the latest couple of seasons of Letterkenny have not been as good as their first couple. Yeah. But that's I think always there's to be been a little Yeah. I mean, especially going eleven seasons. So yeah. Um, regardless of how long each season is, but no, I mean this current season of Shorzy must watch te- television. Um, I'll say that. But um, with that being said, Dave, we are at the end of our road for the 2023 calendar year mm-hmm. here in Five Minute Major. Um, happy holidays to you and yours. Happy holidays to our listeners out there, wherever you celebrate. You know, obviously we have Hanukkah just passed, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Boxing Day, Thanksgiving, New Year's. Um, Happy holidays to everyone who celebrates any holiday. We're going to be PC and we're going to blanket everything so no one feels left out. Um, But it's been awesome. Another great calendar year, another great year. And, you know, looking forward to coming back. Well, obviously, you know, we'll be back in like two weeks, but we'll be yeah. back next year. Dad jokes. Um, and, you know, keep this thing rolling. Yeah, definitely. Before I pass on my wishes of a happy holidays, 
It's where I have to do my shameless plug for our wonderful affiliates in the Pod Street Bullies. As I say every week, if you like what we do, you'll like what they do. They promote excellent weekly content where they discuss the Flyers and the Flyers only, and they go all in. Um, so excellent work from our affiliates and brothers in the Pottery Boys. So check out their podcast as they also self-promote ours. It's just what you do for affiliates. Um, but actually I, I will, you know, I will express and I guess retweet your sentiments there, Mastro. I wish all of our listeners and of course to you and your family a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. You know, we already expressed our well wishes of Happy Hanukkah last week at the game. Yep. This was the last night. But um, thank you to all of our listeners for your continued support and you know allowing Matt and I to do what we do. I know we we're not really in this for the money or anything. It's something that we do for two dudes who've been best friends, good friends for a very long time. We use it as a way to vent about the Flyers for the love and of the game. For the love of the game, precisely. Um, but everyone, you know, stay safe, stay happy and healthy. Have a great holiday season. Very much looking forward to the World Juniors. Team USA is set to be an absolute wagon. So hopefully that'll be a nice thing we can discuss after the holiday break. But with that, everyone, good night, good hockey. See you in 2024, and let's go Flyers.